Nerds and losers, it is now time for your weekly podcast from the Naked Man. First, sitting to my left, he currently resides from Taipei and still insists Sucker Punch is a good movie. It's Ben! Sitting to my right, in between viewings of Blade, he occasionally goes out. It's Nathan! Try not to swear so fucking much this week. Was that a knock at the door? No, it was me putting my whiskey down. Oh, yeah, I forget that you always slam your glasses down as hard as humanly possible. <laughs> to be fair, I've never broke one as I as I drop it. I have no idea how, because always you would come around mine or we would go to a pub and you would go get a drink, come back, and then it would just be a... <laughs> smash this glass down. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Naked Men podcast. Uh, sorry, I thought we were being interrupted by Ben's erotic delivery. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, from, I'm fairly confident I would have titled this episode appropriately. Uh, <laughs> so this is very much, this is going to be a steamy episode. It is. Steamy than usual. Yeah, usually we talk about steamy things like North, North Korea. Korea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's usually some combination of North Korea, Blade and Gwyneth. It is, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of steamy things, do you see it was Gwyneth's birthday the other day? No, I didn't. I don't stalk her like you do. Well, I, don't stalk, I just follow her on Instagram. I've got to stay up to the, how do you know, how, how, do, how do I keep up with goop news if I don't follow her? It's true, it's fair. Whenever I see anything really great, I just, uh, it just, it, it makes the headlines. I don't know if she ever does make the headlines. She does on like Reddit forums, she does on like Twitter, you know, some, if it's some random bullshit is going on in the world, Chris is going to like take it and like make it a completely different thing, such as... Apparently, America is running out of money on the 18th of October. So, yes, <laughs> please. <laughs> yes, this is weird. The, some secretary of something uh, said that on the 18th of October, they're not going to have any more money. Which but what does that really, mean? really what it means is they already don't have any money because America's yeah. in like insane amount of. Yeah, yeah, like uh, it's over, it's over, it's hundreds of billions of dollars. I, I'm pretty oh, no, sure. Low, trillions. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, I I know a couple of kind of like England's pretty. I think in a decent amount of debt, but it's like ten billion compared to fucking for America how or something. Is, how is a country getting debt? Like, how do you when you're the one? Like, let's put it into terms that we can understand. Say you are the drug supplier. Yeah. How do you then run out? Of how do you end up owing yourself money? Because you they print the money. Because maybe they just get like favors. They get in so many, so much like LSD and like on Molly from like somewhere that they owe them. They owe people like in interest. They'll be like, okay, if we sell you this amount of cocaine, you you're gonna sell it at like two. You're gonna buy it at two hundred percent of what it's worth. And then they sell it and maybe don't make as much as they thought it would. That's just a guess. Uh, Sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, here's a better way. 
Do you remember when that rant? This is very. This has got. This is literally me talking to Ben about things that only we know. Do you remember <laughs> when that guy owned the Blue Lion for like six months? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried to survive. Yeah, this this guy owned um, a pub like the next nearest one to where I used to I used yeah. to live. So I used to live it's down like a at the, ten minute walk for old Yeah, apartment. at the bottom of this road is our favorite ever pub, and then like mm. literally two seconds down the road from there, there was this other one. So what happened? This guy bought this other one, and he only owned it for like six months. And the yeah. trouble was because he would basically drink his own supply you <laughs> were just party, literally going like a pie like we, went, we didn't go there we went there maybe 10 times total. but yeah <laughs> it was like oh it's seven in lockdown and you're like four like all oh, right sound and it, it just he was just always pissed like his whole it, it must have been amazing to work there it's like oh, i'm just gonna party with some random people here and get paid for it pretty much like we would we would go there we didn't know the person that owned the pub in any way but yeah. he would just like lock up at the time where his license would run up. And then as long as you paid in cash, he would just keep surfing you. But the trouble yeah. was him and all his staff would then just get hammered. <laughs> and they obviously weren't paying for their drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think America is an alcoholic that bought a bar. Essentially, I mean, most countries are uh, at some point. Yeah, uh, like fucking... We should like be Miami. Miami. Miami is like the craziest shit because like they've I'm watching this uh, documentary series called uh, Cocaine Cowboys, The Kings of Miami. And the amount of like power these days about it's about these two guys, right? Who are cocaine dealers or just general drug dealers. And the amount of power they're given because they're just bringing in money to Miami is like fucking ridiculous. The amount the amount of shit they just get away with is insane. It's a really cool documentary. Uh, it's like six episodes, but like it is engrossing as hell because it's like, oh, money talks. Like they are literally Miami is such a kind of fucked up place because it because of these people, and it, that's why like say it's so uh, intertwined with like drugs and cocaine, so intertwined like murder. Like you see on like the show Dexter, it's just it. It's like because of these guys, and there was like, oh, it became this nothing town to this fucking huge location where everyone just pied and they were like ah it's doing well for us right it's like you know they they're bringing in money they're bringing in names whatever so we're just gonna keep doing it so that is the, that yeah that is the city of america in a bigger sense pretty pretty much but uh yeah so i don't know what we're gonna do without america when they run out of money um yeah. i guess well, we'll just What's actually, if that was, if that's real, which I highly doubt, there's like 2% chance anything's going to happen on the 18th of October. Pretty much. But what would happen if that's a thing? I would I guess the government, like, because they have this stupid thing in America where they put deadlines on decisions like the budgets. And if they don't come to a decision by then, the government has to shut down, which means like anything that's government related stops so like your bins don't get collected all parks are like locked up and blah 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 and stuff like that so i would guess it would be that because privately like surely like the nothing else is going to stop because america's run by private money yeah apart from the parks and your bins. yeah i mean like, <laughs> the police are going to stop the fire the, the i guess the hospitals like are run pretty privately oh yeah so, they all run privately like yeah. everything's private 
so mm. I guess what it would mean is that you can't take your dog to the park and your bins won't get collected. Lockdown again. Yeah, it would just be like COVID lockdown. But I don't, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. We will report back. Um, mm. Obviously, if any news yeah. networks want to get us on to give our opinions, yeah, uh, that'd be fine. Like Fox, I'd recommend. If you're listening. Yeah, I, I might say George Bush doesn't care about black people. Just FYI. I mean, there's worse things we could say about him. <laughs> he did knock down those two towers. <laughs> Potentially. I think that's our stance. <laughs> sure. We're, like, we're just Alex Jones. We're a British, less famous Alex Jones. Yes. Frogs are gay. George Bush knocked down tower. 5G is making you gay. <laughs> Man, Alex Jones is he's definitely gay. I mean, no judgment. Uh, yeah, it, no he wants to be gay. I think that's why he's so angry. <laughs> because he doesn't want to be. Because he's just so in the closet. <laughs> Maybe. Pretty much. Which is good because when that happens, men usually go in one direction. They either become super angry, loud assholes, or yeah. they end up being serial killers. Huh. Maybe so. he's both. God, we're just throwing out conspiracy theories. This is meant to be <laughs> sexy week, and we're talking about Alex Jones. Hey, hey, Alex Jones. He's not a bad looking man. Let's talk about something. Let's talk about something sexier. And there's nothing like, sexier like, to, for white British people than James Bond. Yes and no. When I was like a twelve year old, yes. Now James Bond, I'm gonna lie, does shit all for me. I don't even think I saw the last one. The last sort of Spectre was so fucking Oh, I bad. did see Spectre. It pissed it me off because they had, um, uh, what's the Austrian actor's name? Oh, Christoph Waltz. That's him. And they completely wasted him. Yeah, they completely wasted him. It is, if there was a cliche in the movie, it was Spectre to me. Because it was, it was just, oh, there, it was just a play-by-play of Jamie's Bond cliches. It was like, all right, it just, uh, there's some... Woman, you got to save some random like uh, villain, blah blah blah. You got to do some this. You got to hit these action points, and you're right, done. And it was just boring as shit. Yeah, I agree. Like, there was a couple of cool moments. Like I liked the fight on the train with uh, him and Batista. Mm. That was all right, and um, I don't remember anything else about the movie other than the the weird James Bond opening like anime credits because they had like tentacles everywhere. So I thought, ooh, this is going to be sexy. <laughs> Getting a hand time. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Where's that tentacle going, James? <laughs> Turned out it wasn't going anywhere. Oh, uh, um, maybe next one. But they are Daniel Craig, finally, uh, to, his, to his delight. He doesn't have to keep threatening to kill himself. <laughs> he genuinely, which is a real thing that he did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's free. He's cashed free. in his check. And yes. uh, a year late because it was meant to come out last year. So he's having to do interviews <laughs> about the movie now. So I'm sure he's Prozac'd up to the eyeballs to get through Graham <laughs> Norton. And, uh, but they have said next next year they're gonna they're gonna get a new James Looks Bond. Like so yeah. obviously we have the ultimate suggestions. So Ben, I'm putting you on the spot. Who's gonna be James Bond, or who do you want to be James Bond? Is a better question. All right, I know he's the villain, <laughs> but I would generally think Rami Malek would make a fucking James Bond. <laughs> well, you he, can't do that now. I know, I know, but like make him his twin or something. 
Um, you could speak of me like mess. Make Rahu Cooley the next James Bond. Fucking hell. I know he's. I know he's not like. He's the sheriff. Oh yes. So I don't know. If, I don't know. Really know any of the actors' names in, in Midnight Mass, which is I've only watched three episodes so far. Oh God, what's the show? I know you've watched a couple more. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but yeah, Rory he's, he's a good actor. He's a um, nice, nice London lad. Um, he'll yeah, he'll, he'll bring the British like he'll. I reckon it'd be great like a slightly more comedic but straight, uh, uh, straight played. James Bond, you do it's got a little bit interesting, like one, I don't really give a fuck about James Bond, no, I know like, but I I just want someone to look spice it up, do some shit with it you know, do, do, do something interesting I'd be up for a Jane Bond isn't, uh, isn't it, I'm sure there's an actress who was actually rumoured when she was added that she is going to sort of be the Jane Bond character right? Was that Tessa Thompson? No, that was uh, one of those acted in the new movie, the one. No oh, in the new one. Sorry, I've not seen it. Um, yeah, you're right. But, uh, uh, yeah, I've not seen it. it. Out, yeah, when the news came out, however, it was like, oh, she's gonna, she's gonna be the new, she's a new agent. She might be getting brought out. That's actually a Lynch. That's the one. Oh, I'll have to watch it when it goes on streaming because I'm not gonna go to the cinema to see it. Exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, I'm going to throw it out, and I've seen I've seen it all over Twitter. So this is kind of a, a half stolen idea, but I like it. Uh, I'm thinking completely different uh, to that. I think it should be Matt Berry, and I agree with Twitter. <laughs> Matt Berry, for those uh, that recognise the name but don't know, uh, the It Crowd he played the oh, boss for yeah, most yeah. of it. The second yeah. boss, not the first one. The boss is uh, son. Yeah. Uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. If you've not seen that, mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, he was in what what we do in the shadows. Oh, fucking love what we do in the shadows. Yeah, so um, if you've not seen to- Toast of London as well, I don't know if you've seen that, but that's great. No, but, uh, yeah. he's a bit like the British, le- a British less energetic Jack Black. Yeah, but he's he's, he's weirder. He's f- kind of funnier, I think. Jack Black is great. Jack Black is uh, I can't get enough of Jack Black, but. He's like stranger. It's, it's more like quirky Jack Black, essentially. Yeah, more Shakespearean Jack Black. Yeah, he is. Or now I know they need to be British, but I'm sure he could put on an accent. It should be the coolest man in the world. Your loop, Taika Waititi. <laughs> that would be really good. Yeah. Taika Waititi trying to do a British accent. Yeah. So um, what we're saying. What like we all say. Dick Cockney accent the entire time. And it's just terrible. Just fucking terrible. It's like it's just a terrible accent. Yeah, so what we're both saying, we just want James Bond to be a joke now. Just want it to be some ridiculous shit. How about instead of J- another James Bond movie, we just bring back Austin Powers? Yes, absolutely. Let's fucking do that instead, because Austin Powers is vastly more interesting than James Bond. Austin Powers, I watched the trilogy like two months ago, and it still holds up. Like, those movies are great. They're, they're a little bit, like, questionable in some ways. Like, they're, if they're released today, they'd get people trying to cancel them all over the place for, like, four different things. But kind of fuck that a little bit, because, like, 
if it comes from a nice place, let's not raise our pitch rock so quickly. I know this is the generation that does that. I know this is the age of Twitter and Instagram and social media where everybody has a voice, so everyone wants to be really fucking loud about some bullshit. But it's just, you know, calm down, smoke a little bit of weed and watch some of the Catalogs. That'd be so much better. Bring that, bring back Mike Myers. I know he's old now, but fucking, let's have an old story. It's just, make, let's make it a story about him trying to recreate the Playboy Mansion as Doctor Evil trying to like fuck with it. Have you seen Last Action Hero? Yeah, but yeah. The let's just skip That was a great idea. I just had, I just pulled out my fucking arsehole. That was a, that was a great a idea. I want to build on the idea by referencing Last Action Hero. All right. uh, for those that don't know, Last Action Hero is like a, it's like a satirical movie. It's like a kid who writes like an action movie and stuff, isn't there? And Arnold Schwarzenegger plays like a guy acting as an action hero. Yeah, uh, it's a great movie. So mm. I think it should be Mike Myers. The next Austin Powers should be Mike Myers writing the next Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. okay okay yeah it gets yeah so it should be kind of like this is spinal tap so it gets super yeah. meta so it's mike myers trying to reignite his career by writing another austin powers i uh, yeah that would be pretty good I, i'm a huge fan of mockumentaries they're perhaps my favorite genre of anything um so yeah that would be pretty amazing because mike myers obviously he's not He's disappeared after like Love Guru. I feel like he's not been any in anything for like nine years. Um, he's still in Glorious Bastards. Hasn't he just come back oh, and done is. something? Maybe. I thought he had, but uh, you know, I think you're right. I don't podcast, know. we're just going to Google things on the podcast because <laughs> uh, we don't plan any of this. Mike Myers, no. IMDb. Uh, he was in. Oh, there is an Austin Powers 4, rumoured. Oh, yeah, but he was in Bohemian Rhapsody, apparently. I've seen that film, but I do not remember Mike Myers. Okay, he's got that Shrek money as well. He does. That Shrek really gets you along for a way. So, anyway, Mike Myers, there should be no more James Bonds. And, uh... Yeah. You know what, if the end of the the new James Bond movie was Daniel Craig murder-suiciding... Uh, as James Bond, not himself, as he wants to do to try and get <laughs> off set. <laughs> if it was just James Bond murder suiciding and blowing up all of MI6 or whatever one he's in, and uh, mm. that's it. That's uh, it. No credits, just black. Yeah, everyone gets up, leaves the theatre. There's no more James Bond. Why not? I'll yeah. be disappointed now if that's not the ending. Q just gets. And then. Um... Q is like, have you seen Designated Survivor? Uh, like an episode of it. So Q um, is like the last, not Q, who's the geeky one who makes all of his gear? Is it Q? Q. I think it okay. is Q, yeah. I am right. So Q was like, wasn't in that day because he'd got, no, he he was on his lunch break. So he was at the local Pretamanga <laughs> getting sure, like, yeah. chococinos or whatever and a really <laughs> expensive panini. And, uh, what is just, what? What is Prayer Manager? I know, like, uh, I know what it is. I've, I've bought from a bunch of. Them. What the fuck is that sort? What what fucking name is that? Prayer Manager. I think it's meant is to it be. Is it meant to be? It's French, Italian, it's Spanish, 
but all it sells is like super expensive coffee and it's just it it's just costa coffee but more expensive that's all it is and you only yeah. see them in London, pretty much. You do. Well, that's why. Because no one's going to complain when they spend 20 quid on a sandwich. God, I'm going to London soon. And beer pints are really cheap here compared to what I'm going to have to pay. Yeah. not looking forward to that. Um, anyway, yes, yeah, so Q watches all his friends die. And the oh. next James Bond is like Q underground. Oh, uh, and I've... that's where he turns to like illegal street racing. <laughs> and he needs a family. <laughs> Do you ever play? Joins the Fast and Furious. So basically, we have another hacker, uh, another hacker character that joins uh, Fast and Furious. Uh, they've already got Ramsey. They've already, they've already got like a sexy woman playing that role. But you have <laughs> Ben Whitchell. God, can we? Could Tyrese be James Bond? <laughs> Fucking why not? <laughs> I don't reckon Tyrese has ever spoken to a British person. Can Paul Walker be James Bond? Wow, James Bond is as fictional as Paul Walker is alive, so I guess so. <laughs> we could <laughs> reanimate him if James Bond becomes like <laughs> a weekend of kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> like what they did in the last Star Wars with that guy who's dead. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, the guy who plays Tarkin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's so disrespectful. <laughs> oh, Vin Diesel's never going to listen to Spotify, I hope. Because Vin Diesel seems lovely. You don't, you don't want to harm Vin Diesel. But anyway, yeah, so that's... Um, we were going to decide who's the next James Bond, but instead we've linked James Bond and the Fast and Furious family. Yeah, and talked about reanimating Paul Walker. Anyway. Yeah, so nothing sexier than that. So, <laughs> talking about reanimation, we've got one more bit of news, which is the we mentioned it earlier, Midnight Mass, a new show by Mike Flanagan, who previously worked, who directed uh, The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor. Two shows which I quite enjoyed. I, I don't think they're like amazing, but they're, they're like fun horror shows. Um, uh, but now they made this thing called Midnight Mass, which is about an island who are, for the most part, quite devout Christian. They're quite into their Christianity. But they've got a population of, say, like 140 people, right? And they've got, uh, they get a few new members of the island. So, for instance, they have a guy who um come back from prison and also a, a new priest, new priest, uh, I can't, uh, priest. Paul or something. His first name is Paul, but I can't remember his second name. Is it um, and It is. And <laughs> that's the miracle. That's the first miracle. Yeah, that's the miracle. <laughs> just spins out and he's like, I'm not dead anymore. And uh, so, and he brings that home. And so, yeah, it's about this. Uh, yeah, so they're very religious. And let's say miracles and strange things start happening on the island. Yeah, let's it's not a, give any spoilers because it only yeah. came out the other day so people not not have seen every episode i've seen the first three you've seen more I've but seen, so we're only I've gonna seen the first five. yeah yeah i think we'll just give our overall thoughts rather than spoiling anything because uh, yeah, there's yeah, a lot of choice sure. like this show goes in a, a a direction that i really did not expect but i did not see it coming yeah. <laughs> and obviously yeah, i was thrilled um, yeah when, it, when but yeah that's it and it's yes it's very much religious based it's a different sort of horror um 
so far. Um, but it's it's so good. Mike Flanagan is on an absolute roll. I really like yeah, the Haunting of Hill House. Uh, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, Bly Manor was it was different, and it was a, a retelling of a really old story by an author whose name I can't remember. Alan Turing, maybe. I think oh, yeah. it, was, it was a it was like a retelling of his story, The Turning of the Screw. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's exciting, which is awesome. And in more modern times, it was great. And it was more of like a love story in the end, which yeah, is, yeah. Uh, but is nice. yeah, Midnight Mass is, it's good. It's basically like, it's an island, Crockett Island is what it's called. And they're like, yeah. fa- they were meant to be like a famous fishing island, but mm. times have got tough. So yeah, they really get like storms. Religion. Yeah. Yeah, they People have a big like oil scale. They have a lot of troubles in the island. It's very, people believe in their faith, that people believe in each other. There's a community that's like a closed-minded, like in a way, community. Yeah. People, yeah. Uh, but they do like a really good idea of just like building up quite a lot of characters quite quickly because like for the first, um, you only get really into this a uh, the horror aspects of it in uh, really starting from episode three, and four and five just got like, delve right into it, which is nice. But they do a really good show of still building up the characters and talking about something which is deeper. Like, for instance, they've, they've talked a lot about death, they've talked about a lot about difference of faith, they've talked about the combination of different communities and different beliefs in one in one area. They yeah, it's horror often gets like a bad uh, rep because it's in a lot of horror it tends to be very just skin deep just very vague not really about much they just want to build give you some frills or whatever but this is not that there's not a, they, they do a really good job with building characters good yeah great job we're just writing some depth to the people they feel like real people it was like a real community yeah i i think the show is fantastic yeah i'm looking forward to watching more so when we've both watched it all we'll do like a, a bit more of a breakdown of it uh but for now is it is it time it's time we get our generator on yeah so as i said this is gonna be a sexy week and that's because we are going to delve into the world of erotic fiction yeah we often talk about sexy things so we thought we would be the sexy things this week we'd Um, be the 50 shades of gray we will and we're going to set it up in this way we've got a list of characters from the mcu we've got a list of characters not from the mcu but from fiction Mm. And then we've got a location, and I've got those on a randomizer, and we're each going to draw one MCU character, one other character, and a location, and then we're going to break in the podcast for, well, for you guys, it'll be a few seconds, for us, it's going to be 30 minutes, because our mm. challenge is we're going to write a love story between those characters in that location. Great. Love it. Yeah, so that's what we're doing this week, so I'm going to put it up. Ben, would you like to go first? Sure, I'll go first. So it's on a roulette wheel, which is quite exciting yeah. on this little app. And um, I will read out quickly who we got on there, just for the listeners. We've got Iron Man, Hawkeye, Blade, uh, Paulson, Robin from How I Met Your Mother, Nick Fury, Post-Paralysis War Machine, Vision, Hulk, Rocket Raccoon, Gamora, Agent Carter, Captain America, Killmonger, Captain Marvel, Wanda, uh mj and you can choose whether you want kirsten dunst or zendaya aunt may you can choose between the three uh of course we got gwyneth in there as pepper 
and then right, Jane well, before. I've got a couple of questions. So, is it Captain Marvel or Captain Marvel? Because those are two characters, different characters, right? Is it Captain Marvel, the uh, Carol Danvers, or Captain yes. Marvel? The he's all right, cool. Um, Who's Captain Marvel? The her like mentor, Captain Marvel. He was the Cree guy. That um, that oh, you, you can pay. We can get a Cree in there if you want. You want a bit of Cree? Yeah. Why, right. Why not? We can have a bit of Cree. Marvel. Um, and also, is it actually, is it her character? Is it Colby Smolder's character in, uh, I don't know where the fuck I pulled his name from. Is it Colby Smolder's name, uh, character from Avengers or her character from How I Met Your Mother? It is her character from the Avengers. I, um, look, I'm a busy man. I can't be, you only, get so, many, you only get so many Hill. pieces of Google. True, like, true. I can't be wasting my time that. Like, so I, I just couldn't be bothered to Google it. Her name is Maria Hill. Okay, it's Maria Hill from Alameda Mother. <laughs> okay, here we go. You, you ready to spin the wheel? Go for it. Okay, coming right up. Your first character is Wanda. Wanda, all right. The Maximoff. Right, I like it. My first character, here we go, from the MCU is Tony Stark, Iron Man himself. Oh, uh, nice, nice. We've both got a good picks. Both got good picks. Okay. The random people. Now, we've only got 12, uh, mostly because my imagination only stretches to 12. <laughs> uh, we've got Barney Stinson from uh, the event. No, sorry. How about your mother? Uh, we've got... <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, Barney Simpson was in the Avengers. We got uh, Dee from Dexter's Laboratory, Dexter's sister. Mm-hmm. We got Kate from Lost. We got Ron Swanson, Willy Wonka, Wonder Woman, uh, Ray from Star Wars, the T eight hundred. I really hope I get Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil, uh, King Shark from Suicide Squad, Herbie the car. And yeah. Miss Piggy. Piggy. Oh. There we go. It's spinning. It's spinning. Who is going to make love to what you've got? Willy Wonka. I got Willy Wonka. Yes. That's so good. <laughs> and I've got Herbie the car. <laughs> Beautiful. I mean, that, that's good. To- You've got Tony Stark and Herbie. That is a perfect mix. <laughs> we just need a good location. Now, for the locations, we've got 11 to pick from. We got. <laughs> see if you can choose. See if you can decide which ones Ben put in and which ones I put in. The Westboro Baptist Church compound. <laughs> the asteroid from Armageddon before Bruce Willis and his team turn up. Uh, the Queen's coronation in 1953. A blood orgy. The Oval Office during Trump's presidency, Woodstock '99, Burning Man, the festival. Mm. Now, this one is a cabin in the woods. Is that the cabin in the woods, or is no. that just a cabin in some woods? I think we, if we call that, we can decide. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Machu Picchu, mm. uh, Logan Paul's house. And a, zombie, a preschool during a zombie apocalypse. I know which one I don't want. <laughs> Here we go, Ben. 
for Wanda and Willy Wonka, they are falling in love. Ah, oh, this feels like it was rigged. Burning Man. Yes. <laughs> and I've got it spinning. It's spinning. It's spinning. It is the Westboro Baptist Church compound. Beautiful. <laughs> so I, we can have got bad picks. Run through, run through your picks again. Who have you got? So my first character is Wanda Maximoff, one of the most powerful and slightly deranged people in the I world. I think we need to say that this, you can pick whatever version of Wanda you want. I don't think yeah. it has to be the MCU. No, you can use like House of M version, the MCU, whatever. Um, I'll probably go. I don't know. I don't know which version I'll go with. Yeah. Tell us about the story. Yeah. Willy Wonka. Obviously, I can go with uh, the Johnny Depp, Michael Jackson impression, or the Gene Wilder OG. Um, and my location is Burning Man. <laughs> now I've got Tony Stark, or Iron Man himself. I've got Herbie, the car, at the Westboro Baptist Church compound. Yeah. Beautiful. I can already smell the incense sticks. I think we're going to find out (laughs) Definitely look into it (laughs) Okay guys, we're going to take a 30 minute break now Um, It won't be 30 minutes for you I'm not just going to leave frantic typing in Uh, (laughs) uh, So it'll be a short break now We are going to be pencils, keyboards, pen Whatever you're using down in 30 minutes And it will just be red with all the errors that will no doubt be in there. (laughs) Uh, We'll be back in a moment. I am hot. Hot and bothered. I almost didn't have time for a wank. <laughs> we made time. Mm. So these, what was your what was your process? We're obviously not in the same we're not in the same room, but I, I I had a bit of a struggle to begin with. I managed to get a little sip of something adult, <laughs> and and then that that helped. So I've got a little a little bit of serving on blanc. Yeah, uh, I've got. I had a little bit of wine, but I, I was drinking before we even started the podcast. Uh, but the um, so I was I was jotting down ideas as you were getting generated. Not gonna lie, and I was like just wrote down like a couple of sentences. I was like, oh, you're good at this, you know. Um, and then I just didn't even follow them at all. <laughs> I, was like, I wrote down some ideas. I talked about Michael Jackson. He looks like Michael Jackson. That some people always believe Willy Wonka's ringing for a dead. And then why Wanda's there, and I kind of, I guess it sort of informs it, but it's probably not really in the story at all. Um, and then I just wrote, and I was like, oh, this is weird, <laughs> and that's, that's what I got. Oh uh, yeah, I I had one idea to begin with, which maybe I'll tell you after I've read mine. I then started writing, and then started again because I was like, oh, this is stupid. I've got a better idea of how oh, yeah. to like. I found I had more fun setting the scene than the actual. Well, we don't even know if there is sex in these stories, but uh, we just have the love stories. Like sex and love aren't the same thing. True. Probably. 
Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess they, maybe they do, they do fuck though. Yeah, you can cross <laughs> minus love, I guess. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Let's read these bad boys. Do you want to go first or yeah. second? Sure, I'll go first then. All right, here, here, here mm. we go. Here we go. So, characters were Willy Wonka and Wanda Maximoff. And they were at Burning Man. Okay? So, here we go. Willy Wonka's obscenely large hat bolted back and forth, occasionally being tossed by the wind, and his spindly legs having to race the wind. He wouldn't know that he wouldn't know what to do if he without his trademark look. He secretly often hoped they would get remembered as the magician of the confectionery. Wonder had been outsold by all the franchises, Amazon, Cadbury, the people who never take risks and feed the people the boring and the reliable. He wandered through the desert full of misfits and people waiting to be discovered, hoping that the next idea would come to him. It was about the third time he passed the flaming bus when a flicker of orange star flickered from out of place, as if writing was placed on the star, as if it appeared out of nowhere, like some mystical arts. He was sure what he saw, and he'd only taken his LSD tab five minutes ago, and it was about 40 minutes before he would start imagining dragons. In the middle of the sand dune, surrounded by essentially naked people smoking bulky vapes and peace tattoos on their shoulders with two people, a woman dressed in all red, spiky leotard over her auburn hair, and a ruffled gothic dress fell naturally over her body. Next to her, a man looking straight out of Comic-Con from an unknown superhero. He wore a blue gown, red cape that drifted into the sound, and a golden medallion around his neck. Who is it? Who is it? Uh, who we got? We've obviously got Wanda and someone yeah. else. He peered at his surroundings, frowning. His goatee caught several grains of sand, and he scratched, and scratched oh them away. Oh my god. The woman peered from side to side as she was hunting for something. Both their eyes seemed to land on Wonka at the same time, and they both started walking through. Wonka thought about running from them. Their intensity seemed unmatched by everyone else in the hallucinogenic desert. But Wonka also thought that the three of them looked like a long-lost family members. It might be exactly what he had been looking for. My name's Steven, Cape Man muttered, almost chasing Wonka. <laughs> Wanda, she said with an accent. Willie couldn't tell was either Russian or American. What do you want from me? We asked. <laughs> <laughs> we are some free loving American uh, who wants to do a dive in the culture here, Wanda muttered, her eyes shooting from side to side. Willie couldn't tell if she hates him, and it seemed like he found it just about everybody. Willie didn't know if he was going to get murdered or make his new, few new friends, so he decided to give what he had. He had five inch wide tablets with UFOs abducting powers on them. Perfect, Strange muttered, before taking four of them and passing to Wanda. This will connect me with Vision, she asked him. Tried everything else, he replied, before throwing two down his gullet. Wanda instead put them on her forehead and flicked her fingers a couple of times before they seemed to burn into her scalp. One, uh, Wonka decided, why not, just throw the last one down his throat. Do you guys like chocolate? Willie muttered. It's banned in Kamar Jar, uh, a strange growled, as he put it, uh, as he put he pulled his cape further over his neck. I don't want to get fat like other American girls, Wanda shrunk. Right, well, I'm a uh, chocolate maker, and I have a new invention. No, he said, well, this, this invention is fat-free. Tastes like tofu. Essentially is tofu. It smells and it looks like chocolate, Wonka almost bragged. 
Tofu isn't bad in Kamajara. Train, train front. What Wondergar bar as thick as a brick that was leaking brown juice and broke it apart. Hand them each a piece at least seven inches thick in diameter. Disgusting train spat as he spat out a bunch and swatted it away from Wonder's hand. We need to be pure. Now all we need to do is find ecstasy. Minutes later, the three of them were naked. Snakes and vases and hoses were filling every hole. It was strange for Walker because this was him losing his virginity. And the only thing he would he would ever find sexual was obscenely be seagulls. Wonder kept screaming vision and soul stone. But one could just observe, and in the morning they were gone. He felt cold and used for a moment. His only two front friends in the world had uh, disappeared, never to be found again. But Wonka just decided to get out of his dirty yurt. And the next three nights, he got into his remarkably similar situations. In the end, he found a new calling. Actually enjoyable tasting condoms and loons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of proud of it. <laughs> like, oh my word. I have to say, I love it. It's you, I think great. you really captured what Burning Man is all about. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the truth. I think you harnessed the location to perfection. Yeah. Thank I you. Think bringing in Stephen Strange was an inspired yeah, choice. Because they've got to be on like a mission. I need to they have some motivation. Yeah. So, what is your motivation to be going to Burning Man? But you needed a reason. I like Wonka's motivation as well to be at yeah. Burning Man because that I could picture Maximoff there. Obviously, she's a bit goffy, a bit like yeah. she, she's she's also bringing like she kind of can make her own fireworks That's true. as well. True. Wonka testing out basically new stuff. Yeah, almost true. like he's on like a company retreat. Yeah, he just failed completely, and he's there. It's like I've got to try something. Got to keep up with these vegans. <laughs> oh, I'm nervous now. Huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm nervous to read mine, but uh, I've got Tony Stark or Iron Man. Mm. Uh, I've got <laughs> Bug, <laughs> <laughs> which is the difficult one at the Westboro Baptist Church uh, compound headquarters, yeah. which I found out is in Topeka, Kansas. Ah, interesting. Topeka, Kansas is beautiful this time of year. A flying Tony Stark in his Mark 234 suit, the curvy one, as it was better known, <laughs> said to himself as he entered the airspace of the not at all problematic Westboro Baptist Church. This was their <laughs> compound. Ever since Pepper had stopped appearing in the movies, Tony had been longing for a new connection. But for now, he was going undercover as a man seeking God because S.H.I.E.L.D. wanted to infiltrate the church for reasons I don't have time to go into. Tony had been lost in his work for some time now. He couldn't cope with the loneliness of his mansion. The Avengers in disarray since this story takes place between Civil War and whichever one was next. Captain America gone, Winter Soldier killed his parents, but he had to focus because these people are crazy. Hmm. He landed in the middle of the cult's compound. Have you played Far Cry 5? It kind of looks like that one. Shirtless people yeah. everywhere. Signs about fags? Fury, I hate you right now, muttered Tony, removing his silver, curvaceous helmet. 
He was quickly met by a joyful and perfectly white members of the community. We're so happy you're here, Iron Man, said one of the blonde-haired and blue-eyed hosts. She handed him a martini. Thank you. I'd have preferred some fireworks and maybe some bikini-clad ba- babes, but this would do, said the philanthropist. <laughs> We're so pleased you've realised the truth about the, about the world. Tony downed the martini in a way that suggested he really needed it in order to be here. <laughs> the guide started to lead the billionaire playboy to what they're calling his quarters when Tony spotted something. An open garage with a car-shaped object under a tarp. And what might this be? asked Stark. Oh, that? It hasn't been working in years. It's nothing. You don't need to go over there, answered the brainwashed insane woman. Tony... (laughs) Tony handed her his glass and hurried over to it, the hot Kansas sun making his forehead glisten. He removed his hyper-expensive suit jacket and rolled up the sleeves of his shirt. You shouldn't really be in here, you know, his guide said, but she was ignored. Tony was fixated on this. He needed it. He threw the tarp off, and there he was. Tony gasped. His heart rate rapidly increased. My God. It was Herbie the love bug. Rusted, dented, filled with gin bottles from that last movie. (laughs) Tony looked at the woman. How long? He asked in a tone that would have made Thanos himself shudder. She turned and ran. Tony slammed the door of the garage. He placed his hand on the hood of Disney's original talking car. What have they done to you? Herbie's headlights turned on at the feel of the Avengers' touch. He hadn't felt human contact in so long. Let's get you feeling better, shall we? Jarvis, bring me my tools. Tony said as he kneeled down, looking into the eyes of Herbie. Or what I presume are his eyes, they're actually his headlights. I guess they're also his eyes? I don't know, but they're very expressive. And with his suit in sentry mode outside the garage, keeping the insane racists at bay, Tony buffed out the dents. He welded away the rust and, sp- and he spoke to Herbie, the love bug. In a way, we're both heroes. Me, a man who threw a nuclear warhead at an alien race. You, a car who entertained millions. Herbie purred as Tony tightened the nuts on Herbie's front left wheel. Oh, that feels good, does it? Herbie's bumper mimicked a smile in that super creepy way that it does. Tony smiled back before getting some turtle wax as he noticed there were some buffs on his bumper. You know, I've not been able to talk to anyone like this since my friend beat me up because his friend killed my parents. (laughs) Herbie's eyes got real wide. It's complicated. I guess that's the issue. I'm rich and handsome. But it only gets you so far, you know. Tony and Herbie locked eyes. And headlights. The love bug hopped open his passenger door and beckoned the former war profiteer in. Tony, who noticed how filthy his shirt and trousers were, <laughs> not wanting to ruin his hard work on the beautiful leather finish he's got on the inside of this old classic, removed them. Inside Herbie, he wondered what all this was. Was he just missing Pepper? Was this a genuine connection? I guess it didn't matter in the moment because he was now doing it. Tony Stark, a man who would go on to save billions, was humping Herbie the love bug. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I started to run out of time. <laughs> and boy, did they do it. 
hours went by, the weird cultists outside being kept at bay by his sentry suit. Jarvis, said Tony while smoking a cigar. Yes, sir, responded a suspiciously visionary voice. Cancel my 7am. Very good, sir, responded Jarvis. Herbie, also, who was also smoking a huge cigar, started his engine again. Oh, you want more of this Iron Man, do you? Tony said, referring to his huge boner he had for this car. The end. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yours definitely divulges more into erotica than mine. Yours is definitely more. <laughs> a guy finds someone hot and he fucks it. It's nice. Yours more of a love story. Or maybe he found a connection. Yeah. Found a case someone he can talk to. Do you think I got well, the connection between the two, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Because yeah. I wasn't sure about the character's motivations. What was Herbie's motivation? He wanted, he wanted to be fucked. He was left alone. He was uh, under that tarp true. in this weird cult's compound. I guess I could have, if I, if I, look, this is only a first draft. Obviously, there'll be a second and a third. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I could explore bit. why Herbie was in the compound yeah. a bit more. This is Iron Man 4, just FYI. Yeah, yeah there's no pepper. Toby. Yeah, I, I realised uh, with not many minutes left that I needed to place where the story was in the timeline because I forgot Tony was dead. Sure. So I don't know how this fits into Kevin Feige's plans. I'm sure it was just, it was like a week after Civil War, you know. When they were going to Sokovia Sokovia Accords in, in, in line, it was like, yeah, Tony, oh yeah, I went to fuck Herbie. That was my weekend. It's not chewing on pepper because you know it's not a vagina. Yeah, I also don't know where pepper is. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know what he was humping. Probably the exhaust pipe, right? I don't know because he's inside the car. Oh, that's true. That's true. Maybe it's the cigarette lighter. The cigarette lighter. That's why in the end he's like, all right, I'm going to die. Basically, dead anyway, but I dig them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, guys, let us know what you think of our uh, erotic stories and let us know what you think of this format. Uh, if you enjoy it, then be sure to let us know. And we'll, we'll maybe we'll do more. We'll, we'll do, yeah, I hope we do more. It's <laughs> a weird one this week. It's one of the weirdest one we've done, but also perhaps our best. Perhaps, yeah. Well, let us know what you think at Rogue underscore Opinion. You can find me at Nathan Greenaway. There's loads going on on Rogue Opinions in a minute, so keep on going with the uh, checking out the feed. I know Carl and Scott have been reviewing loads of like Disney Plus shows mm. uh, lately. They were talking about Bad Batch, which I presume you like. Uh, I haven't actually seen it. Oh. Uh, I keep meaning to watch it. Yeah, but I haven't watched it. Oh, there we go then. There we go. So uh, yeah, uh, Ben, where can the people find you if they want to let you know how sexy you are? Sony <laughs> uh, one hundred on the Instagrams and uh, Ben underscore E B E R T on the Twitter. Oh, oh guys, uh, enjoy enjoy sexy week, and we'll be back next time. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs>